When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. I love the smell of used bookstores. That fragrant odor of old paperbacks and dog-eared pages. When I don't know what I want to read, I'll look for a book that is old and loved. The more the pages are worn, the easier it is to choose. If there are lines in the spine like lines on a face, I know it's been well-read and should, at least, be an interesting read. As it was, one afternoon I was looking through the biography section and saw an old paperback book. The lines along the spine were many and deep. I pulled it off the shelf, and though I was gentle, a few pages fluttered out of the book and drifted to the ground. The moment they touched the carpet, the pages turned to dust. This episode is one story, one teller, and this is a story with a very confident hero. Jenny Cargillstrong is an award-winning Australian storyteller and enchantivist who teaches and coaches storytelling. Her passions and expertise are focused on stories of place, stories to celebrate the earth, stories to heal, to strengthen community, and myths. She offers school shows, public concerts, and festival performances, and she has recorded and self-published five award-winning albums for children and adults under her label, The Story Tree Company. This is the title track on her CD, Molly Whoopi and Other Wonder Tales, a CD that has many other interesting stories like Yellow Thunder Dragon and Golden Heart. But this is Molly Whoopi. Molly Wuppy. There were once three young sisters who decided to have an adventure. So they packed a packed lunch, waved goodbye to their mum and dad, and off they went. They walked and walked, ate their packed lunch, and kept on walking, until they realised that they were lost in the middle of a huge forest. They saw a light coming from a cottage in the distance, so they went and knocked on the door. An old woman answered the door. Yes, what do you want? And what are three young girls doing all alone late at night in the forest? Hmm? Oh, please, miss, they said. We just like a bite to eat and sit by your fire. Oh, no, dears, for my husband is a giant and he eats children just like you for breakfast. In fact, the only children he doesn't eat is our own three daughters. If you value your lives, you'd best be off with you. But they were so cold, their teeth were chattering. And they were so tired, they were yawning. (gasps) 
and they were so hungry, their tummies were growling. <coughs> so they said, Oh, please, just let us in for a bite to eat and sit by your fire, and we promise we'll be gone long before your husband ever gets back. Oh, all right, then, in you come, but you'd best be quick about it. So they sat down by her fire and she gave them some bread to eat and some milk to drink and they were feeling much better when all of a sudden a great knock came at the door. Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an earthly one. The door opened and there stood a huge giant. He said, What have we here, wife? Now, husband, I've told you and I've told you. It's just not nice to go around eating children for breakfast. Don't you harm these girls. You get to your supper, my man, and leave them to me. Now, the giant didn't like to argue with his wife, so he just sat down and gobbled up his huge supper. And you can join in with the sound effects like this. Ready? <coughs> And then a big giant burp. And then he said, We can't have three young girls wandering all alone late at night in the forest, can we? You shall stay here tonight, where you'll be cosy and warm. And thinking to keep the girls safe, the old wife said, Then they shall stay in the big bed with our own three girls. But... Before they all went to bed, as if in play, that tricky giant put straw necklaces around Molly and her two sisters' necks and gold necklaces around his own three daughters' necks. So while everyone else was fast asleep, <coughs> Molly Wuppy snuck out of bed. She took the straw necklaces off her and her two sisters' necks and the gold necklaces off the three giants' daughters' necks and she swapped them all around so that she and her sisters were wearing gold and the giants' daughters were now wearing straw. Soon she heard the sounds of the giants' footsteps as he walked up the steps and you can slap your thighs. And then she felt as a great hand groped around, feeling for all the necklaces. And when he found the girls with their necklaces of straw, he picked them up out of bed, carried them downstairs and locked them in the cellar, ready to be eaten for breakfast in the morning. Meanwhile, Molly Wuppy wasted no time in waking her two sisters. Wake up! Wake up! We've got to get out of here! So they ran and they ran and they didn't stop until morning. And you can run with them like this. Ready? <sighs> but as the sun rose, they realised that they had stopped right in front of a grand castle. And it was so fine a castle, they knew it had to belong to a king. So Molly went inside and told their story. And when the king heard how Molly had tricked the giant, he said, Molly Wuppy, you are indeed a very brave and clever girl. But if you would do me a small favour, I could marry your eldest sister to my eldest son, the prince. All you have to do is run back to the giant's house, hide under his bed and steal the golden sword that he keeps above his bedhead, for he causes a lot of trouble around here with that sword. 
What do you say? Hmm, I'll have a go, said Molly. So she ran back to the giant's house, hid under his bed, and soon she heard the sound of the giant eating his supper like this. And you can join in. Ready? And walking up the steps. Next, she heard him fall into his creaky old bed, and it sounded like this. Soon, she heard him snoring. Molly snuck out from underneath the bed, leaned over the sleeping giant and got down the sword of gold. And she was just about to go running out of the giant's bedroom when suddenly the sword rattled in its scabbard, waking the giant. So she ran and he ran after her. Ready? Until they came to the bridge of one hair. And you can make your hand into a bridge, and with your other hand, your fingers will be Molly Wuppy's legs. And she could run over it, but he could not. And he said to her, Woe betide ye, Molly Wuppy, if ye ever come here again. And she said, Nyeh, 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 nyeh. I might. She took the sword to the king, and her eldest sister was married to his eldest son, the prince. La la. Do you have dreams of being the fairest of them all? Of having all the food and jewels to yourself? Are you fed up with your stepchildren being sweet and happy all the time? The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Mirror Mirror Inc. Evil Stepmother Executive Training. Beginning with the basics of how to treat stepchildren, such as raking coals to washing clothes in the stream a mile away, all the way to sending them to visit Baba Yaga and finding strawberries in winter. Moving on to intermediate classes and progressing to the cookery courses on liver and heart, Mirror Mirror Inc. will bring your big ideas to reality. Learn how to take charge in your new home and show that the new management is here to stay. This podcast is also brought to you by Simon Brooks' new podcast, Conversations with Storytellers. If you're interested in not only the stories, but the storytellers who are the keepers of the tales, then you might want to check out Simon's podcast. He's collecting conversations with those storytellers who are the elders of the community, asking what draws them to the traditional tales, what kind of background each teller comes from, and how that has influenced their work. Sometimes deep, often fun, always interesting. Conversations with storytellers will bring you closer to those who know the stories you love. The pages had turned to dust on the ground, but as they had landed flat, the words were still visible and in order. I crouched down and began reading. It was a page from the middle of the story. The narrator was telling about how the long drought had ended, the rain had begun to fall, and people were dancing. Tears of joy coming down their faces in the rain. Just when I got to the part where the children had run into the village, yelling about the wall of coming water, the bookstore door jingled, and another customer came in with a gust of wind. The page and all the words curled up in the breath of air and blew away, settling with the dust bunnies under the shelves. 
I hadn't realized how caught up I was in the story until I let out my breath with a shuddering sigh. I bought the book and I brought it home. I hope to turn the pages so carefully I can find out what happens when the water reaches the village. And now the second half of the tale, Molly Whoopi by Jenny Cargill Strong. After the wedding, the king said, Molly Whoopi, you are such a brave and clever girl that I think you could do me another small favour. Many years ago, that giant stole a bag of gold from me, and if you could bring it back, I would marry your second sister to my second son, the prince. What do you say? Hmm, I'll have a go, said Molly. So she ran back to the giant's house, hid under his bed, and soon she heard... Molly snuck out from underneath the bed, slipped her hand under the sleeping giant's pillow and got out the bag of gold. She was just sneaking out of the giant's bedroom when all of a sudden a gold piece clanked on the floor, waking the giant. So she ran and he ran after her until they came to the bridge of one hair. And she could run over it, but he could not. And he said, Woe betide ye, Molly Wappy, if ye ever come here again. And she said, Nya, 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 nya. She took the bag of gold to the king, and her second sister was married to his second son, the prince. La, 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 la. After the wedding, the king said, Molly Wuppy, you are such a brave and clever girl. In fact, you are the bravest and the cleverest person in all my kingdom. No one's ever tricked the giant this well before. And if you could do me one last small favour, not only would I marry you to my youngest son, the prince, but I would appoint you royal giant tricker. All you have to do. It's go back to the giant's house, hide under his bed, and this time steal the ring that he wears on his finger, for that's what gives him all his strength. Dare you do this, Molly? Well, it did sound very dangerous, but on the other hand, the youngest son, the prince, was so charming and so lovely, so much fun, and being royal giant tricker sounded fantastic, so she said, Hmm... I'll have a go. She ran back to the giant's house, hid under the bed, and soon she heard... <coughs> and... Goosump! <coughs> Molly snuck out from underneath the bed, grabbed the giant's hand and pulled on the ring. But it was stuck, so she had to spit on it. She'd just got it off and was about to go running out of the giant's room when all of a sudden the giant woke up, grabbed her by the arm and said, Ha, 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 Molly Whoppy, at last I've got you. Now, since you're so very smart, Molly, if someone had annoyed you as much as you've annoyed me, well, 
What would you do to them? While the giant held onto her arm, Molly thought of a plan to escape. And then she said, Well, if someone had annoyed me as much as I've annoyed you, why, I'd probably make them climb up a chimney. And then I'd light a fire underneath them. And that would surely teach them a lesson. And the giant, thinking he was very clever indeed, said, Ha, 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 Molly Wappy, that's just what I'll do to you. So he took Molly to the big kitchen fireplace, made her climb up inside the chimney and then lit a big fire, just as she told him to. Molly called out, Oh dear, ouch, and help! But all the while, she was climbing up and up inside the chimney all the way to the top. And Molly was well above the heat of the flame long before the giant had even struck his match. The giant's wife came in, saw what he was up to and said, What are you doing in my kitchen? Well, Molly is up in the chimney and I'd say she'd be cooked nicely by now. Oh, you wicked man! The giant's wife poured cold water on the fire, then called up to Molly. Are you all right, dear? Oh, yes. Thank you, ma'am. I'm fine. But tell your husband I'll meet him at the bridge. Who? said the giant. How could she meet me at the bridge? She's meant to be cooked by now. And as it dawned on the giant that he'd been tricked yet again, he was furious. Meanwhile, Molly had clambered down off the roof, and so she ran, and he ran after her, until they came to the bridge of one hair, and she could run over it, but he could not, and he said to her, Woe betide ye, Molly Wappy, if ye ever come here again. And she said, Nya, 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 nya. I won't. She took the ring to the king and she was married, as soon as she was old enough, to the lovely youngest son, the prince. La 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 And was appointed royal giant tricker. The king sent for Molly's parents, who came and lived in luxury in the palace with them, but they never heard of that giant ever again. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Jenny Cargill Strong on the internet. Tell her you heard her on the podcast and now want to hear her tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. You can hear another version of the story Molly will be way back at the beginning of the podcast on episode five, Damsels Causing Distress, as told by Megan Hicks. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was True Thomas. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors while you're there and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast or discover sponsorship opportunities, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com. 
If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website, join the mailing list for hidden goodies, and if you tune in, you will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal